0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Man, they're uh, trying to stop for hey, getting himself into he's further trouble. It's a fucking That's oh, not
1: a bad ball for
0: Penny on the right side.
1: It's Carlos Alberto. Oh, what a great goal that was! Carlos Alberto. Oh, don't they just walked away from Huddle? Huddle. And Maradona gives Argentina the
0: lead. The England players protesting to the referee. final I have suddenly a feeling that we're half the finale going to come. With the ball in the for Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer, speelt the ball. Very good. Now Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. With the ball. episode of the scoreless thriller podcast. My name is Alex and I'm joined as always by Leon. Leon, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi,
1: I'm Leon. I'm happy to be here. Just watched this beautiful match with Alex and very happy so- to talk about <laughs> it. Very, very happy. Mm.
0: So I guess the first best place to start would be was this the worst football match you have ever watched?
1: It was not. It wasn't. I feel like the first half was too good a half
0: to be the worst match I've
1: ever mm. watched. But it had its length towards the end of the <laughs> match.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of like confirmation bias with it, right? And a kind of confirmation bias kind of goes both ways. That you've heard that this is the worst game you've ever seen, so then you kind of see stuff at the start where it's like, oh, they actually were trying. They, they actually checked, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like that episode of The Simpsons where they pass it around the center circle <laughs> for, for <laughs> half an hour and then there's the fight. But then. Obviously, the first half was felt like it, what they actually were trying. But then, they were trying, I yeah. think.
1: I mean, they scored and everything. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, it's like you know that it's called the disgrace of Gijón, and <laughs> Gijón, We we tried to pronounce yeah, it correctly. Sorry. So sorry, do did, it did, did, did wrong. <laughs> um, literally just looked it up yeah. on the internet. Um, but so so you yeah you go there with into the watching the match with a certain mindset which makes you see certain stuff that's that's for sure yeah mm,
0: okay so I think we should probably start with why we're talking about this game or like a bit of background to this football match so it was in the 1982 World Cup between yeah. West Germany and Austria and maybe Leonie you'd like to expand a little bit why what kind of the circumstances led to this okay situation
1: that's that's a big task but, <laughs> but i guess one has to start with the group which is west germany austria algeria and chile and we can kind of leave out chile here a bit because they weren't super important yeah. with... they lost all the games right yeah 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 sorry um yeah so not relevant but uh, a team that was very relevant but didn't play that day was algeria and it was their first time participating in a world cup And so they were extremely excited and their first match was against the Germans. And the Germans were kind of taking it very easy and being a bit cocky about them winning. Um, But actually actually they lost. And uh, with Austria winning against Algeria and Germany winning the second game, what happened was that uh, there was this scenario where Germany and Austria had to fight it out in the last match of the group. And if Germany wins Then Germany will Proceed Will go on To the next round mm-hmm. um, But if they win By more than Three Three goals Then um, Actually Austria's out And Algeria Proceeds So it's, just, it's a very Delicate situation yeah. And I don't know Whether you can mm. explain it.
0: But let's rewind A little bit Like You described You said Germany Were a little bit Arrogant I think A little bit Might be uh, an dumb, <laughs> A little understatement. bit of it Understatement no? Yes
1: yeah the, no, it definitely was uh, the, I think this is also very important to understand why it's called the disgrace of Kihan because it was not just the match but it was also the atmosphere that was created around it um One of the players of the German team said before the match of against Algeria that they will dedicate the eighth goal to uh their wives and then the ni- the ninth goal to the to to their dogs mm. so um, they were trash talking quite a bit and they were not trash talking to one of the established teams of Football World Cup history yeah. but actually to, towards this, this newbie, Algeria who participated for the first time and so that was also not not the most charismatic yeah. approach. Yeah, mm.
0: And there was this kind of culture around sort of dismissing the African teams in the World Cup. Yeah. In in seventy eight, Germany drew with Tunisia even though they sort of said similar things about them beforehand. And, uh, and had this, they lost, they would have been out. And so, had they yeah. lost that game, they would have been out. And also, in in this case, in 1982, the West Germany coach um, decided not to show the Germany team any kind of footage of Algeria because he was worried that they would laugh at him. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. He or, was or, scared or actually, that the team wouldn't pay attention, actually yeah. taking them seriously. And then, but in, in the in the end, they ended up losing to Algeria. And as a result, kind of the kind of atmosphere of this kind of underdog who was uh, uh, superseding these kind of major European powers. And then how in the third game, these two European powers kind of collaborated and kind of came to this kind of like major sort of disgraceful kind of situation, which ended up with them collaborating to exclude Algeria from the World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you have to take into account then in this kind of world cup environment what you want is the underdog to win mm-hmm. and to actually have a chance at beating these guys so of course a lot of people were siding with the algerians and hoping for them to actually make this happen to go to the next round so yeah that that, that was kind of the the background of their match
0: mm-hmm. okay so now that we've sort of a bit, spoken a bit about the about the background let's probably go exactly into the into the match itself so After 11 minutes, um, West Germany take the lead through this very lovely move down the left hand side and cross down into the middle. (laughs) From the
1: side, and then they manage to to score from there. Horst Rubesch scores. I actually played for my hometown club Uh Hamburg. (laughs) Hamburg superstar. Hamburg superstar. Back in the days where we were still managing to to win actually some titles. But yeah, they, they, they score, and it was a very active beginning of the match. Like, they were fighting it out, uh, lots of tackles, very physical, uh, but with Germany having kind of the upper hand, Mm. and then they managed to convert it and and, and score from that. So, uh, at that stage, I don't think anyone actually thought that this match will develop in the way it does. Mm.
0: It is kind of remarkable watching a game of football from, like, 40 years ago. It is just, it's kind of, in some ways, it's just, like, bears zero resemblance as to how you kind of imagine football today in that... When teams attack, there's very you can you don't really see the kind of patterns or the, you look for the kind of shapes or the kind of yeah the symbol, the symbols of how, the strategy of how they kind of attack yeah but then in this kind of like when you watch something from 1982, the way they attack is kind of ad hoc and there's just the kind of like oh someone will play a nice little one-two yeah it's low like, random <laughs> and all
1: over the place people running into one mm-hmm. another and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is it is special to go back in time and watch mm. these kind of
0: matches yeah. And when you watch, also this the, the kind of pressing, like the other team having the ball, the way they kind of like, in there's no like unified kind of approach or where the team kind of works together to, pro- to 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 press the other team. It's just kind of one-off runners running in, and then you'll see. I mean, probably saw so, about probably like five red cards, tackles by by modern standards <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, the first half.
1: That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I mean. I don't know whether it's like the lack of athleticism because probably they were super fit and yeah. they had their strategy set out and and but, but 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 in comparison to nowadays, yeah, there there's there's a there's a lack of strategy and a lack of maybe focus. I don't know.
0: Mm. Yeah. So let's now to kind of move on. So as as, as oh, as the back pass rule. Yeah, about You could make uh, just one podcast just talking about the back pass rule, but it is kind of remarkable how one one kind of simple rule just like changes the entire like format or how a game kind of looks so i mean when you watch a game which does not have the back pass rule you just kind of it's remarkable how easy sometimes it is for defenders you think oh he's being pressed into a corner what's he going to do but he can just like play it back to the goalkeeper yeah yeah maybe explain
1: (laughs) for one second like the back pass rule
0: Okay, so as in the back-pass rule is that you can actually pass it back to the goalkeeper and pick it up, which yeah. was changed, I think, for the 90, 1994 World Cup, after yeah. which the goalkeeper has to kind of play it with his feet. And so when you watch this game where where the back-pass rule doesn't exist, you kind of, you could, you could, I mean, there were some cases where it was kind of almost kind of remarkable where someone had it like on the halfway line, was dribbling forward, had no like real pressure on him and kind of just would turn around and... Um, playing it back to the goalkeeper, who would pick it up and then they could, and then just pump it forward again. Yeah, there's like I think there's a famous there's a famous clip I think of Liverpool in the in the 80s and Graham is where he's there. I think they're winning the game and kind of time wasting, and he's like he's halfway to the other team's box and then just turns around and punts it back to his goalkeeper, <laughs> who can like pick it up and like waste like a minute just bouncing around his box. It's kind of it's remarkable how no one sort of thought that maybe if we change this rule it will yeah because now the, it seems so obvious yeah right? it it looks wrong when they, do mm-hmm.
1: it, when, they, when they do it like when you look at it from, from the perspective
0: yeah. nowadays it's like watching a game which doesn't have like an offside rule or something yeah yeah yeah. So, so it's pretty plain that this is not the way it's supposed to be <laughs> played but back in
1: the days that's what they did and that's what they
0: did a lot of times in this mm-hmm. match and
1: yeah every every time like a little guy in my brain is like no this, this can't be true yeah, it's wrong mm-hmm. but yeah this just 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 on the side, yeah. This is side. On the side,
0: but like we said, the first half was, I mean, pretty reasonable game of football. A bit of no, counter-attacking mostly West Germany. I feel like Austria were very much the weaker side in this. And I think this
1: has to be taken into consideration when you look at how the game develops later on, right? Because you could feel that Germany was building up a lot of pressure mm. and would might actually be able to score later yeah. on a couple of more goals. So there's three more goals that need to be scored in order for or- or- Austria to drop out. Yeah. This was not like the most unlikely mm. event. When you look at the first couple of minutes, like this could have happened.
0: Yeah. Right? So, yeah. But then um, yeah, so at, well, we like we said we had the first half goes along reasonably, then at halftime, we on our sort of we watched we watched the game on this on this website where we found this Spanish recording of the game. And obviously it was someone's sort of VHS tape, which it's because we halfway through the first half it started jumping around the, sc- the screen, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't show it in the in, in our recording. But ap- apparently at halftime you you can see two players, one from from Austria and one from West Germany, go off the pitch arm in arm, and they're clearly having a chat about. Let's just the circumstances yeah. of this of this situation. It
1: does seem highly and un, un, unusual, right? Mm. That you would go out hand in hand, arm in arm, yeah. rather, and discuss stuff. I don't know. Maybe it happens every now and then, but yeah, not in a <laughs> World Cup match I guess especially if the stakes are so high. Right? Yeah. Both teams could still drop out. So yeah, there's a lot to to play for.
0: Mm. That does remind me of um, an Arsenal player, Andre Santos, got in a lot of trouble because he was having a nightmare game against Manchester United. Yeah. This is the first time Robin Van Persie had played against Man United since he left Arsenal oh, that yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. and um, he was having a turret game. But anyway, he decided. And this is a very kind of cultural thing that he decided it was okay to like swap shirts with Van Persie at halftime because it's very like the culture around sort of your opposition, I feel, is very kind of different as opposed to sort of like the English traditional one where, you know, it's a rivalry great yeah. You have to hate his guts kind of thing. Yeah. But obviously, kind of, Van Persie kind of... Van Persie had, like, played in England long enough to kind of know oh. how this would appear with this left-back who was being torn to shreds. It was a little... Andre Santos always looked a little bit overweight to be a professional footballer and struggling to get back. And at half time Van Persie thought it was a good idea that they could. Swap shirts on the pitch halfway as they were going off, and Andrew Sutton's Arsenal career never really recovered from, oh. all, from, <laughs> from from this point. So anyway, the second half begins, and um, it's not noticed that noticeably different from the first half, except the the crowd starts but, to play in the apart. That, that's, that's what
1: I felt. Like the crowd noticed before I did. Mm. <laughs> I felt because suddenly there was some booing. And people were agitated about something, but both teams, at least at the start, are both trying. They're they're fighting over the ball and stuff, but it, without there being any any clear chances. But yeah, then it just it just continues down mm. their path. I feel
0: so. We should probably comment on what they what they actually start chanting. So I yeah. think initially, I'm not sure what the first chant we heard. I think it was fuera fuera, which, yeah, uh, out, out 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 out. Get them bash. out! You know, get these get these. These betrayers of football off the pitch. Oh, yeah, because
1: 1982, it took place in, in, in
0: Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah, like northern northern <laughs> coast of, of, of Spain. Yeah. Just for background. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd chants from, goes from that, and then you can audibly hear Algeria a little bit later on. Yeah. A yeah, couple of times. Yeah. And then apparently what was the chant was, um, I'm not sure what it was, in, in Spanish it was
1: I think in English was them let them kiss yeah let them kiss yeah let, <laughs> let them kiss <laughs> <laughs> both, both of the conspirators yes. and
0: I, I have always I, I couldn't quite hear the let them kiss but I just I want to know how that sounds in a, in a chant
1: no, the word was very impressive yeah
0: say besen kese besen so let them kiss let them kiss yeah yeah
1: but, but in general, like the crowd was very, very agitated. And you could feel that they were not happy with the way the match was going. Um, I was quite surprised that the teams... I felt like the more the crowd was booing and chanting away, uh, the teams actually started to play this for, for another <laughs> go. So yeah. like, it, it, it did not lead to maybe what the crowd wanted. Mm. To initiate that the, both teams would yeah. take up the match again and actually try to score, but rather led to both teams being less active and less aggressive. I felt.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little bit of the, the players sort of, kind of as the kind of thing progresses and it gets closer to the as it gets closer to the final whistle. they're yeah. more very much more aware of the kind of situation and like. And just play it out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it could be,
1: it could, it could work the other way around, right? That that they eventually notice that the crowd is so not happy, and that maybe they actually should try harder in order not to aggravate or make unhappy (laughs) the (laughs) global football
0: community. Which is what they did. In the <laughs> yeah, <end>. yeah. <laughs> which is, which is what is. happened. Very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was kind of they—they—they they, they could have known yeah. on the pitch that this was not going going mm. in the right direction,
1: at least from their pub- yeah. publicity no, I, 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 I'm trying to
0: think of points in the game, you know, like attacks or yeah. thorough moments of the ta- of, of the in this in the in the second half, and there 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 isn't much. You know, there's like a couple of shots which fly. Yeah. Like t- twenty yards over the bar, and there's a little bit of. Yeah. A little, a, bit, a little bit of a few like dribbles, the number seven for, for Austria. So. Yeah, Schachner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I, I, read, I, I read that he was trying so hard I couldn't actually see it when, when we watched the match, but maybe the quality was just too yeah. bad. That, that, that might be. So yeah, little... apparently he, he was trying really hard. And um, actually he later on stated that he had no clue that team members of both teams had been talking. During half time, okay. which might be an indicator for some collusion. Actually, that does also place. sound
0: quite a lot like something you would say, though, right? Like something you <laughs> would. Well, why, 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 why I mean, did you, did you, but, but you would not. I mean, you, you
1: kind of you don't want to give your teammates away, right? Yeah, it's kind of like mm. because he said that yeah something had been talked about and that he was not high enough in the hierarchy of the Austrian yeah. team to actually have been informed about it which is why he was still trying really hard to actually Mm. make stuff happen yeah and got a yellow card at one point and stuff so Mm. yeah he was he was the one doing for the goal. everyone else was not so much especially in the last 20 minutes which were kind of boring to watch
0: yeah um the last 20 minutes i mean if you're looking for something for an app to watch before you need an afternoon snooze or an afternoon nap yeah i would put those 20 minutes on definitely (laughs) definitely there was a lot of sort of centre-back sort of walks it out a little bit, plays it back to the into the centre midfield and then kind of gets it back and there's like a, a little half-hearted kind of yeah. press from the, from the other team.
1: Yeah, the fun that I got out of it was that I knew that the German commentator at one point advised everyone to stop watch <laughs> watching the game and just do something else. And so I was kind of, because we watched it in the original, like in the Spanish commentary, so I always tried to figure out which moment it actually was <laughs> Then he said, guys, this is enough. Yeah. I've had enough. Go do something else because this is not worth your time. But, I feel uh, like but there were plenty of moments <laughs> that actually could have been this.
0: So. But, but no. I, I feel like the Spanish commentator that we watched on, he, he got very annoyed. I feel like he got a bit annoyed a bit too early. So that once he was quite annoyed at the kind of like 55, I minute, mean, I think at 55 or something like that, he says like, this is not sport. And, you know, yeah, this but, is but this he, yeah. a phenomenal of disgrace. But once you've gone that high as a pitch sort of early on, once, you know, if you'd known what's to, what was to come, maybe he would have saved himself a little better for when it did get really, really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really disgraceful. I, f-
1: I feel like it started with a crowd which got angry way too early, like mm. at least from my perspective. And then the commentators took up on it. And so eventually at the end everyone was just pissed off, um, I think. And I mean, at this point maybe one has to start with the defense maybe of both teams because yeah. i feel like the stakes were extremely high and both of these teams knew that with this score 1-0 mm. for west germany both of them would you know go on yeah. and continue the tournament and of course that's a lot of incentive that incentivizes play that keeps it safe where nothing happens and if you know, and if you can read, like, your opponent, or maybe had a little chat during half time <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. is it, is it uh, of course, is it that wrong? Like, would teams actually do it differently nowadays? Or was it just more of the circumstances of Germany and Austria actually knowing that this would be the score mm. that would get them, you know, to the next round. That was, that was the evil of yeah. this. I
0: feel like this, there's so much about it is that, like, the, the actors who are involved, right? It's, it's that it's Germany and Austria. Yeah. It's, like, how it kind of falls into the kind of stereotype of German sports, people, the kind of, you know, the ends always justify the means, a little bit about the kind of arrogant stuff about them earlier in the tournament with Algeria, that yeah. is it's those two teams... And also that the team that they're fucking over is is Algeria.
1: No, I definitely think, and that's why we talked about it earlier, yeah. the context matters here. And that is mm. that's like a lot of people rooted for yeah. Algeria. And of course that, that that matters, and I do understand that people get frustrated <laughs> and stuff. But I just from from the perspective of both teams, I yeah. don't know whether it was it was kind of a reasonable thing to do, whether it was
0: mm, the right yeah. thing to do.
1: I mean, that's that's a, But uh, the, and uh, also, a I think question.
0: it's also very much also about the kind of like stereotype of sport back then. You know how like people wanted it to be kind of a bit, a little bit more pure. You know, winning is 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 eventually kind of what always matters, right? Whereas with, with this, you know, the German commentator was talking about I don't care about that yeah. we're going through this is a disgraceful kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and you even see it in the little things, like in the little things during the match, where people get fouled and they think that it was actually a foul but the mm. match continues and they don't complain all the time mm. and they don't, you know, play full time a lot and stuff. So so yeah, maybe the idea of sport as yeah. something pure and something that you have to fight out, um, was, was, was a different one back then yeah that might that might be mm.
0: but yeah and i i do it like we're going to circle back to this but also if, like but whenever i had sort of read about this game or read you know people write about this game i feel like the the myth always is always bigger than actually what it actually kind of exists you know like in, in your head you imagine them playing it around the center circle or yeah you back pass to the goalkeeper who throws that then you pass it back to him and stuff but you yeah, I mean just
1: just the headlines that that you could read afterwards, like the worst World Cup match, a lifeless win, um, leaving the rest of the world with impotent frustration, the disgrace of Gijon and the non-aggression pact. I mm-hmm. mean, all of this, you know, suggested that <laughs> that it was the worst yeah. match and the meanest thing to ever, ever have been done in football history. And watching this match, I don't feel this strongly about it. I guess is
0: what I'm trying mm. to say. We should also point out that the sort of Austrian delegation or, or the sort of defenders of the team didn't exactly cover themselves in glory or were no, particularly the most anonymous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah I, feel, I feel like that's the larger context again. Yeah.
1: just, Of course, I, I completely <laughs> feel the people that get agitated because the Germans and the Austrians were kind of um, very cocky and very exclusionary towards the Algerians mm. and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know, do you have the, 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 the English English translation of it? Because it is pretty bad what the Austrian, the, the head of the Austri- Austrian delegation says after the match.
0: Yeah, um, I have it here. So, okay. naturally, today's game was played tactically, starts off reasonably enough, but but it carries on with them. But if 10,000 sons of the desert here mm. in the stadium want to trigger a scandal because of this, it just goes to show that they have too few schools. Some sheep comes out of an, an oasis, is allowed to get a sniff of, of, of World Cup air after 300 years, and thinks he's entitled to open his gob. Which is just like blatant <laughs> racist. <reasons. laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like... Using as much derogative
1: terms like, that you can use mm-hmm. to make a point.
0: There's a certain like, rhetorical kind of flourish with the sons of the desert and... Yeah, <laughs> coming out of an oasis. Yeah, no, no, think that they don't have enough schools. Yeah, which is kind of an
1: argument I don't even follow. Like I don't mm. know why, how it makes sense mm. that they get agitated does mean that they don't have enough schools because yeah. why I I don't even know. But mm. yeah, it shows kind of the antipathy. Yeah. they had so mm. towards Algeria and the team, and which is which is which then of course clashes with the momentum that the Algerian team built with the uh, spectators in Spain because they actually played lovely football they were the underdogs underdogs played there for the first time I mean this is all would be we've be said before for the first time at a World Cup so yeah this this clashes and this all then um, culminates yeah in the frustration that you can hear from the audience during the match
0: mm. after the game and after this is a lot of outrage from lots of different parties uh, Algeria lodged an appeal yeah. About about for match fixing for this game, but yeah. after a, a three and a half hour meeting, FIFA decided that uh, they couldn't change the results. Quick fact, the <laughs> vice
1: president uh, of the FIFA committee was uh, actually the head of the German football union. <laughs> <laughs> so we might have had a say this. There's a little bit of a conflict of interest know, there, but I'm right. not so sure. <laughs> not so
0: sure of the details.
1: I mean FIFA is a very
0: serious yeah. and upright institution. So, mm. but um I should also, you know, read this quote from uh, the right back of uh, Algeria at the time, Chabane uh, Merzakane, who 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 said, Um "We weren't angry; we were cool. To see two big powers debasing themselves in order to eliminate us was a tribute to Algeria. They progressed with this honor; we went out with our heads held high."
1: Yeah, and I think I don't know whether Tim. But I think he goes uh, continues. He goes on to say That even the Official FIFA World Cup rules Have Mm. been changed Yeah Mainly because of this match Yeah
0: mainly because Of this match That the last Group stage games Were to be played At the same time Simultaneously Which was probably A lesson they should have learned From the previous World Cup Where um, Argentina were Needed to Beat Peru By four Four clear goals To progress From the group stage And um, With with the Argentinian junta allegedly playing a little bit of a, a role in uh, Peru's sort of collapse to a six-nil, no six-nil six six no defeat.
1: Might be a good match to cover as well.
0: Yeah. One time. So one day. at some point that might come up again in our yeah. in our future future catalogs. But um, it's been a pleasure, Leon. It are so any? nice. <laughs> it was so
1: nice. Um, no, I mean the the last words. I don't know where I read this, but in one article that it's not just what you do. But the way you do it, and this, I think this sums it up pretty nicely, so it's not just that they might have colluded, but it was also the context and how they mm, talked about and how it and, it and how they presented it. themselves and how it appeared that actually made this the disgrace of Giron. Disgrace.
0: <laughs> what is it? Actually, what is it in German? Maybe it's should. Do you have the German name? The, die, die Schande, Schande, Schande yeah,
1: von Gijon. die Schande von Gichon. yeah, yeah,
0: which is just the, 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 the,
1: the literal translation of it, yeah, mm. or the nicht Pact von Gijon, or the Anschluss, yeah. um, which is a reference <laughs> to the annexation of Austria <laughs> by Germany in 1938. Yeah. So lots of politics in this yes, one. So lots lot of, of politics, lots of politics
0: stuff. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and uh, join us next time. Network.